You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Man Freddy, and I need to back off the mic. And joining me, as always, is my co-host of this show, Zach OJMO Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? Uh, Dace. It's finally getting hotter out, which is, you know, always nice. And I'm fucking tired, but I'm going to keep recording, even though I am fucking tired right now. Yeah! Power through, baby! Woo! <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a, bit of, it's a it's a normal day, normal morning, more independent wrestling, basically. Yeah, it is. I, hey, we got some good independent wrestling this week, though, that I'm very Me excited too. to talk about. We have some pretty solid matchups here. Uh, Zach, I believe you picked a majority of the matches this week. So, would you like to? Did I or did you? No, you. I, I did. Sorry, a singular Hold match. This week. Let me let me rewind. We have some pretty good independent wrestling to talk about. I picked the majority of the matches this week, so let me talk about what I picked, and then we and then we can talk about what Zach decided to bring to the table. I, this week, have chosen two matches that I was very excited about. Melbourne City Wrestling, uh, Jessica Choi versus Aisha. Uh, and I brought to the table from Pro Wrestling Guerrilla Battle of Los Angeles 2011 Finals, Kevin Steen versus... El Generico, because if there's one thing you can guarantee from Mikey, it's that he's going to pick Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fighting each other. I'm sorry, not Sami Zayn, El Generico, who is mysteriously still in Tijuana somewhere doing orphanage stuff, I think. Yes, charity work. Mm, of course. But two of my favorite wrestlers, uh, probably of all time, uh, had to pick. Uh, now, and now that this match was uh, free on YouTube, I had to do it. Fair enough. Zach, what did you bring to the table? Uh, coming off of our For the Culture episode a couple weeks back, I decided to pick a wrestler that had really caught my eye, which is the OGMO, a.k.a. Michael Oku, a.k.a. the master of the half-Boston Crab, going against Ender Kara at Pro Wrestling Soul, a promotion we haven't done in a minute. All right, why don't we why don't we jump right on into it, then, unless we got anything else to talk about? Uh, I have nothing in particular at the moment. No, <sighs> not, not even the fact that, like, in a in lit in act t- as of recording today, in a month's time, Mario Strikers Battle League comes out. <laughs> oh, well, I actually forgotten that was a. Thing. I'm mega excited for that game. Mega excited. Really, Mario Strikers, huh? I love Mario Strikers. It was a. It was my when I was when I was like 13. My cousin gave me his old GameCube, and mm-hmm. that was the only game he gave he gave to me with the GameCube was Mario Strikers, which I played the shit out of. Oh. Then when I got a Wii, I played the shit out of Mario Strikers Charged. So this is one of my favorite Mario sports games ever. 
So now that they're coming out with a new one literally next month, two days before my birthday, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I was not expecting to hear about Mario Strikers, but hey, I'm glad that you're excited for it. Listen, I'm turning 26, which is a very uh, upsetting thing for me, because I am now closer to 30 than I am to 20, and that sucks. Uh, <laughs> but if there's one thing that's making my birthday better, it's that Mario Strikers coming <laughs> Always look for that, the bite bit of positivity in your life. So stoked for that Such game, as man. Mario so Strikers. Uh, anyway, enough about Mario Strikers, uh, even though it's going to be hype. Uh, <laughs> let's get into these matches. Let's start off with the match you chose this week, which was the OJMO versus Ender Kara from Pro Wrestling Soul. Jeez. Uh, so, th- there's not a lot of context to this match, really. It's mm-hmm. just these two wanted to fight each other, and I'm like, hey, you know what, that's fine. Listen, I love a I love a simple build. It's very simple. <laughs> These two want to fight each other, so here they are fighting each other. Yes. Easy peasy. Uh, so right out the gate, these two lock up and throw each other around the ring until a rope break forces them apart, and they kind of stare at each other for a moment, and Kara just loudly slaps Oku across the face. Very just, disrespectfully. Yeah, Oku kind of gives a look of like, okay, motherfucker. Oh, all right, that's Oku. where we're going with this? Got it. Got it. They lock up again, except this time Kara grabs Oku's wrist and locks him in a wrist lock. And then Oku, in a very impressive feat, kind of rocks back and forth on the ground while his his wrist is still being held. Until he's able to kip up, then standing backflip, and then arm drag him Kara several times, and then finally taking to the floor with a Hurricane Rana and a drop kick. Yeah. Uh, My jaw was on the floor after this was done. It was so ridiculously well executed that I was actually genuinely shocked by this. Yeah, there was some really smooth spots in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last time I saw Oku was in a scramble match, and uh, that, those matches aren't known for uh, the most showcasey of matches in terms of, like, technical wrestling. Yeah, everyone kind of gets their spots in, and that's about it in a scramble. Yeah. So I was like, damn, okay. All right, let's fucking do this shit. So now in control, he slams Kara to the floor, and he goes what he... I now learned after this match... Uh, was he goes, now we play, because he's going to go for the half, that's what he says before he goes for the half Boston Crab. Mm-hmm. His finisher, in case you couldn't tell by my way, I, intro- I introduced him. Except Kara gets out of it by raking Oku's eyes. Yeah, you can kind of tell that uh, during this match, he kind of gets punished for constantly, like, taunting and, like, bringing up his finisher. Yeah. Like, you know, when you scream the thing, you always scream before you do your finisher. Maybe it's a big call for the opponent to be like, hold on, maybe I should counter this. Mm-hmm. It's like when Randy Orton does his, like, fist pounding on the ground, and you're, like, sitting there, and the guy counters it, like, Maybe hmm, I shouldn't stand up for this RKO. Maybe I shouldn't slam my fist into the ground repeatedly to let the guy know that I'm ready. Or switch in music, too. Also, does Randy Orton get, like, shin splints, but, like, in his, like, forearms? Like, what's, like, the... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what would that be? <laughs> I don't know. Forearm doing splits? that over and over? Yeah, like, what's that bone called? Oh, that... I... Oh, I know... It's not the form. It's something... I can't remember. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a wrestling fan. <laughs> not a weatherman. I'm just a wrestling fan. That quote's still in the Google Doc It's still file. just sitting in the Google Doc. It's just there. One day... One of us will just uh, probably me. <laughs> I don't even probably. remember the con- I don't remember the context of it anymore, man. It's just been there now forever, oh, and I don't I, know I what to the- do about it. I remember it only because of the timing of it. But yeah. <laughs> Anywho, <Bye. laughs> after he gets punished for shouting out his mo- finishing move like an anime character, of course, uh, 
Oku tries to get back into this by airshipping Kara into the corner, but instead Kara uses his momentum to roll onto the apron and use the t- and jump off the top rope itself to dropkick Oku in the chest. Mm-hmm. And from here, he just dominates Oku with stiff kicks, but kind of like the longer he goes on, the more frustrated he's getting because Oku keeps kicking out of things where, like, you know, the heel being like, ah, you shouldn't be able to kick out of that. You know, classic uh, Valiant babyface. So he throws Oku in the corner and just blasts him with several running strikes before tripping him up in the corner and then hitting a huge running drop kick bomb to his chest. And yet Oku still kicks out. And then counters a fireman's carry from... Uh, from Kara with a backbreaker jumping reverse bulldog is what I have written here. Which was... Which was sick looking. Yes. It is about as complicated looking as you think it is, but it looked very nice. And I like how after this, the two of them kind of just sit up and just start trading kicks to each other's back and chest. Just like, they're like, eh, fuck you. You know, like back and forth. And then finally, it's they get back to their feet when Oku gets like a rhythm with a bunch of kicks over and over again. They stand up, and Kara, for like the briefest of moments, gets an upper hand thanks to a series of stiff forearm strikes. But then he gets the his breath knocked out of him by an explosive lariat from Oku. And from here, Oku hits a running splash in the corner, followed by a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker and a vertical suplex power slam. Which was yeah. sick. Oh, it was a very nice sequence. The, the vertical super, the, the stalling vertical suplex power slam. Yes. And then after o- uh, Kara kicks out, Oku sets up for a running knee. But then as he starts running the ropes, fucking Kara just blasts him with a spinning roundhouse kick to the back of his head. He did the Who thing, is? they did the thing like where, uh, o- like OJMO ran one way and then Kara ran like perpendicular to him. Mm-hmm. To like cut him off, you know, like like when like when like Willow Nightingale does the pounce, yeah, or like you know like when people do like the pounce and they like like it's I I don't know what like I never know what to call that like quick like juke I guess but it's yeah. cool. they faked him out yeah yeah he kicks him right in the side of the head yeah. uh it looked brutal it, it looked was uh, that that kick looking. landed yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't get him in the window so he goes to the top as all people do in wrestling and he goes for a frog <laughs> splash. Wait, when he goes to the top rope, there was one fan in the crowd who just yelled, OJ, move! And then he just went, and Ender just went, shut up! And then, uh, evidently... <laughs> Which was really funny. It. This was even more funny to me, because he gets all this height from this frog splash, and the fan telling it, ironically enough, or funnily enough, gets Oku, at, well, Oku actually moves out of the way, yeah. so he just eats the fucking mat from this fucking frog splash. I just like how he was like, shut up! Like, don't tell him! <laughs> so, I, I didn't yell my move this time. Yeah. So, uh, was, Oku rolls out of the way, Kara is recovering from the absolute uh, belly flop he just did on the ropes. <sighs> Oku goes Man, I don't, I'm, I'm scared to take a belly flop, like, into a pool. I would never... I don't know how it would feel to just be, like, onto ground. <laughs> right? Like, I, oh, man. If I took that spot in my head, I would be like, can we do that at the end of the match and you just kill me? Yeah, right? Just, it's, like, just dive straight, just belly first, just right to the mat. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. How do you? How do they do it, man? And as if, as if Oku was reading my mind, uh, he murders Kara. Because sure Kara's does. on the ropes trying to get up. And he fucking... He goes for the kill shot and hits a filthy drop kick and a running knee to the side of this dude's head. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the half Boston Crab again. And again, Kara fights his way out of the hole. This time it's because he's like desperately kicking him in the face because he's realizing that he's about that 
Uh, he was very close to getting put in this hole. And he goes for a standing slice of bread when he gets up to his feet that Oku blocks. So he immediately goes for that spinning roundhouse kick I described before that almost destroyed Oku. Yep. But Oku has seen this before. So he's able to duck under this guy's kick in midair, grab one of his legs, and lock him in a bo- the half Boston Crab and wins. Yeah, that 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 end spot was like because it was so like the, every time every time Oku called for it, it got countered, right? Yeah. But then he, the one time he does it by surprise, it gets him the win. It's like, hey, maybe stop yelling that you're gonna do it. Hey, Amen. The guy uh, loves his the uh, adoration from the crowd. That's for sure. But I, I yeah, I mean, I guess it is pro wrestling, right? Like the whole point is the. The pageantry, as I say, as I wave my hands. <laughs> I do a visual. I did a visual bit for this podcast. You know how it works. Yeah, I'm doing the imagination hands from SpongeBob right now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play it up right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, this match was solid. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed it. I, I would give this match a high, man. I agree. I'm with you there. I think everything was really smooth. Uh, the match, I think the match pacing was very good. There was no mm-hmm. like awkward. There was no like awkward spots where there was like a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it flowed very well. These two had these two were really really smooth in the ring, and it was a great match all around. I think I think both both guys ended up looking pretty good at the end. Like even even after, even though Ender was the heel this whole match, like at the end as he was walking out the crowd started chanting for him. So like mm-hmm. you, when the crowd starts chanting for the heel after the match, you know it was good. Yeah. And I also feel like if this match had like a build to it, it probably could have hit a mark out territory. I would I would love to, I would love to see these guys go in like a like a series like if one of them gets a title. That'd be nice. That'd be great. Like, like put a little, like, like get these guys together, but put some stakes on it. They would, they would knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I would love to see it later down the line. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the next match. But first, uh, we're gonna go to a quick commercial. All right, we are back. Let's get into this next match. Uh, we are talking about Jessica Troy versus Aisha from Melbourne City Wrestling. Uh, going to Aussie, baby. I tried to do an accent, but it was didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I was like I'm gonna do an accent here, and then my body was like, no, you're gonna offend every Australian. Just stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, they don't worry. You can never hurt the Australians more than Outback Steakhouse has. Oh, you're fucking right. Those commercials are rough, man. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear the blue onion burger in my nightmares. I'm just mad. I'm just mad that in Outback commercials they don't say we're not here to fuck spiders because that's the best Australian saying and it's not even close. Yeah, literally. Nah, they got the blue onion burger, dude. <laughs> Listen, that used to be my shit. Whenever yeah. I went to Outback, I went the blue onion burger was the only thing I would ever get. I, I will say I have heard from like the one person I know that's been to Outback that they is actually really good. It's really good. Uh, and now I and now I make those for a living because we have something very similar at the restaurant I work at. Oh, okay. Anyway, Jessica Troy versus Aisha. Uh we got this. Little... This match fucked. It's a good match. Um, this match was for the MCW Women's Championship. Yes, it uh, was. Jessica that, Troy. That is something I forgot to mention. A uh, we've actually reviewed a couple matches from Troy, I believe. Two, off the top of my head, now I think. Mm. What was the Charlie Evans? One was the, it wasn't Charlie Evans. It was another match, and then I think we reviewed the her, Jessica Troy Charlie Evans trilogy, didn't we? We might have, because it's been a minute since we've been some 
Australian wrestling. And this is uh, Aisha's second match in MCW. Mm-hmm. She's trying to basically prove herself, and Troy's kind of trying to bring up the new generation of wrestlers. I mean, I think it worked, based on how this match went. Mm-hmm. So, this match... Before this match even starts off, we get some bits of Troy uh, kind of posing to the crowd, kind of. Because mm-hmm. she is the face here, and Aisha is, as if I recall correctly, her her title is the baddest bitch. Nice. Her and mm-hmm. Jade Cargill are going to have to fight about that. Yep, eventually. Uh, yeah, she's got, like, the whole, like, I'm better than all of you, I'm not even going to pay attention to all of you, go fuck yourself, I'm better than Cla- you, shit. Classic, classic heel shit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, though, after waiting around enough, and Aisha getting annoyed, like, is like, we're going to do this, and Troy's like, oh, you ready? Uh, mm-hmm. The two of them lock up, and Aisha tries to go toe-to-toe with Troy in grappling, which I, I mean, immediately... I mean, it didn't go badly. It didn't go badly, but I remember, I did. I thought the same thing in the commentary said, which I'm like, that is a bold move to go with the arm taker. In a Listen, grappling if fight, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're here to prove yourself, fucking give me that, give me all that confidence. Fucking lock up with the person who's great at locking up. Like show, like do it, like go for mm-hmm. it, right? Like don't, like I, I'm, I really, I really actually like, like I know everyone was like, oh, why would you do that? I actually really liked that she went for it because it's just like, yeah, this new generation is not here to fuck around and try to get like heel victories. She's here, she's like, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna lock up with Jessica Troy, and it's gonna be fine. Like, hell yeah, hell yeah! Give me that, give me that newbie confidence. I love it. Yeah, Queen, go for it. I mean, she does decent. She still loses. No, but like this, that sequence where they first locked up was really cool. Yeah, it was. I'm still like, saying, like, the- like where they're like where they're rolling around, and they both they they're like. Uh, they get kicked out of each other's things with the arms, and then they rolled up. They rolled on their back and both did the bridge and stared each other down while they're upside uh, down. That was yes. sick. Right, so that was after. That was after she got. A, uh, she for, Troy forced her to rope break. She test of strength her, and I was like, "That's an even more bold play." But okay, and that that came out significantly better because neither one really won that. Whereas the first one, Troy was like, "Sit down, young one." Yeah, but the second one, I was like, "Okay, all right." So um, after these two kind of like. I should just really show him what she's got, though. She did. Oh, yeah, 100%. They mirrored each other for a good amount of this. They then start trading pins after this, if I recall correctly. Yep. And then, eventually, after this, Aisha boots Troy in the gut and takes control of the match. Uh, she beats down on Troy until Joy- Troy dodges a chop from her in the corner and mm-hmm. delivers several of her own to her chest back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yep. She then hits two fast-paced running forms in the corner and throws Aisha face first into the middle turnbuckle. She goes to the double knees to the back of Aisha's head, but Aisha rolls out of the way. And as uh, it was, it was another case of the face be showing off too much and giving the heel time. Yeah, and unfortunately for her, she pays for it in the form of a drop of a almost a drop kick. So I was thinking of the spot from before, <laughs> a backstabber off the turnbuckles. Oh yeah, brutal. Very nice. Uh, Aisha then again, Aisha, as Mikey said. To have some confidence in herself, she's like, nah, I'm not going to just fight the arm breaker in a grappling fight. I'm going to target the arm breaker's arms. Imagine, imagine the clout she would have gotten for making oh, Jessica Troy tap out to an arm breaker. Would have been absolutely massive. Uh, she gets her to, she gets one of Troy's arms in like a hammerlock hold on the floor and then grabs mm-hmm. her other arm and like hyper extends it to pull mm-hmm. it behind her back. And then she just stomps on it, which looked fucking disgusting. Sure it did. Was, 
It is the type of spot that I like to put akin to Shayna Baszler's spots when she's doing her best shit, which is it, oh, it's like the sweet that. spot of brutal looking, but it's not actually dangerous if you think about it. Yeah, it's just somebody with their arm going like, uh, right? Yeah, but <laughs> it looks fucking It horrendous. looks vicious. <laughs> Delightfully brutal, as I like to say sometimes. Yeah. So she beats down on Troy while now in control. She's targeting her left arm of hers, and she's taunting the crowd because the crowd is like totally on Troy's side, and she's just like, yeah, yeah no fuck all you like shut the fuck up like some guy's like yelling i think she got it and he's like shut up <laughs> the fuck up goes back to being down troy at one point she has troy in a camel clutch and troy starts to like drag herself towards the ropes so she very creatively leans forward instead so that it pins troy's uh shoulders to the mat mm-hmm. almost pins her actually with it and it's more of her beating her down the corner because at this time she gets troy back into the center of the ring with a bulldog and it's after this that Troy starts to make her comeback with a bunch of forearm strikes from the floor up to her feet. Mm-hmm. And when Aisha tries to prevent this with a boot to the gut, Troy uh, retreats to the corner and drop kicks Aisha's leg out when she goes running after her to keep the pressure up. So she ends up falling face first into the turnbuckle, which lets Troy hit her running knees to the back of her head. What's she then tries to looking? go on, on the apron and boots Aisha in the face, or to boot Aisha in the face. But Aisha drags her through the middle and top ropes with like a waist lock. And she beats her down a bit, leaves her hanging there, goes up to the middle rope, leg drops her. That was sick. That was that was a sick leg drop. It looked great. It was just brutal and just almost it looked like it took Troy out. Mm-hmm. I almost uh, yeah, she kicks out and Aisha is physically frustrated. Like you see her face she has very good facial reactions here as well I'd as, be upset too. That was a crazy if somebody kicked out of a move like that. Mm-hmm. It was, so she's like, all right, well, and then she kind of throws like a tantrum. Like she's like mm-hmm. a bunch of like, like relentless, like over and over hits that don't really, probably don't do a lot of damage. More so just kind of like a eh, fucking piece of shit, motherfucker, <laughs> just die. God damn it. Stay Dino. down. Exactly. Then she uh, mocks Troy's uh, pose where she like kind of like grabs her ponytail and like goes like mm-hmm. two ends over. She mocks that. The crowd's like, boo, fuck you. <laughs> No. That's our girl. You stop that. Stop imitating. Um. So then after this, she goes for a double underhook DDT on Troy, but Troy resists enough, and she kind of like walks herself backwards onto the apron. And Aisha follows her out there, beats her down, tries to the DDT again this time on the apron, but Troy hits her with a jawbreaker, several forms to the face, which then knocks Aisha backwards into one of the term into like the um the rod that connects the turnbuckle to the uh the corner post. Mm-hmm. And then Troy drives her face first into said rod with double knees to the back of her head. Yeah, that was brutal. D- yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't help afterwards for her that she kept control of the match by hitting her with a just a casual brain buster onto the apron. And then she really starts to show us she's the arm taker because she kicks the shit out of Aisha's arm. And Aisha fights back, and the two end up taking each other out with a variation of like a pump kick to the face, or a, pu- a variation of kicks to the face. Pump kick from Troy and a super kick from Aisha at the same time. Aisha's the first to regain her bearings, and she tries. So she's like, "All right, well, clearly she's gonna start to. She's gonna like Troy's like nearing her. Where she's gonna go for the arm bar, so she's gotta finish her. So she goes for that double under DDT again, but Troy counters it with a jackknife pin that Aisha kicks out of. And credit to her determination, Aisha does try to hit Troy with a spinning heel kick after. It's like a full wheel, like wheel kick, mm-hmm. but Troy ducks it. Kicks Aisha in the arm, 
spikes her head first into the mat with a standing meteora uh, to the back of her head, and then locks yep. in a Fujiwara armbar that Aisha instantly taps out to. Bananas. That was a it, that like double knee to the back of the head into that armbar was just like oh, very good. It was a very nice looking spot. I sure thought this was. Match was was good. I thought these two did a good job playing their to their characters and the crowd well. Uh, there are points where I wish the wrestling was a bit more smooth, and that I wished Aisha sold her armor more because, like, she instantly tapped out of this. Like, you could you could argue that like that's her character. It's like I'm not gonna get my arm hurt. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kind of was wishing like maybe she sold her arm a bit more. But yeah. that, I, was, I was satisfied with this match. I thought this was a good ass match. I agree. This was really really solid. Uh, they absolutely murdered each other. Uh, and it was the again, it was another really well paced match. I think there was mm-hmm. uh a lot going on and it all happened very quick but it was not in a bad way like it felt like it never took a downtime it took it never took downtime to like again it never took that like weird awkward downtime where it's like someone somebody do something already it was always there was always something happening uh there was a lot of good technical wrestling shown off and it was a solid matchup i think i should really showed what she was made of mm-hmm. uh i will also give this match a high match yeah, same here. That it, that sounds about right. So far, we've gotten a good uh, run of the run of matches. Uh, <laughs> hmm, Mikey, I wonder if the last match will live up to the other two matches. No, this one was a big. This one was kind of a miss out for me. I wasn't. No, I'm kidding. This is <laughs> <laughs> the last match we're going over today is Kevin Steen versus El Generico from uh, PWG Battle of Los Angeles 2011 Finals. Uh, uh, and context. how how could this match like, how could this match not yeah. be good? It's like if you don't know the context, where have you been in wrestling? But on the off chance you don't know what the context is, the feud of El Generico's uh, and his friend Sami Zayn against Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens is a store is an aged old history of a blood. It is like the you open up a pic a dictionary, you look up the word blood feud, you'll see a picture of these two in front of each other. Yeah, it, this is this is like this is like. Oh, fucking rock, rocks, time. rock, stone cold, right? Yeah, like, like rock, stone cold, HBK, Brett. Like yeah, this like, is that kind of level. Never of a feud. bad match. Great chemistry, and yeah. Like here, I'll give you an example of this blood feud. Before the announcer can even announce the match, the two are already beating the crap out of each other. Like the announcer's like gets off onto the apron. He's like mid fight. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, this is your PWG finals. They're just beating the shit out of each other. Sure was. <laughs> Sure were. Loved it. There's a, like, it leads to Steen chucking Generico out to the outside and sentoning onto him over the top rope. And uh, a lot of this match actually takes place here on the outside of the ring, surprisingly, as opposed to inside the ring. Mm-hmm. Steen mercilessly beats Generico and power bombs him onto the apron. I got PTSD for the fucking NXT spot when he did that to Sami Zayn after he won the title. I just, I just thought it was so funny that in this, in, like, this match, it was just, like, a spot that just happened. But in NXT, it, like, put Zayn on the shelf, right? Yeah, and it was, uh, that was the, that was the catalyst for the WWE version of their feud that was, that still lasts to this day, even though they're both yeah, heels. Yeah, like, like, these two, like, these two fought in PWG, NXT, main on. roster at WWE. These two, th- like, these two are the definition of fight forever, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Generico and Steen is. Yeah. Uh, and then at this point, Steen takes a moment to, as Aisha did before, taunt the crowd, except this also includes a little kid in an El Generico mask, and this will, that'll be more relevant 
later on into the match. So mm-hmm. as he's taunting, this is gives a generico time to get up onto the apron, and he hits a fucking a sit out moonsault off the top rope onto scene on the outside onto a bunch of the chairs that the crowd had to leave when he was doing this. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Sure was. And Erica then sends Hans off the top of onto Steens. He actually, like, damn near jumps over him and proceeds to beat the shit around him until Steen chops him chops him with a stinging shot to the chest and stops his momentum. And just it looks like he's going to throw Henrico, like, head first into, like, this wall with, like, a poster on it. Henrico mm-hmm. counters him by chopping him in the chest, kind of grabbing his wrist. And if you've seen any Lucha match, you'll know where this is going to go. He runs off the wall and uses that to hit Steam with a Tornado DDT. Very nice. Yeah. Lucha. That was and, so sick looking. This is a very innovative, like, fast spot that you're like, oh, duh, of course he's going to fucking use the wall to Tornado DDT. And uh, this is actually what finally caused them to actually get back into the ring. Where mm-hmm. Steen, uh, where as Henrico is, like, jumping off the top rope to, I assume, do, like, a frog splash or just, like, a running, like, like maybe like a forearm or a drop kick off this top rope. Steen catches him with a fucking cutter and kills him. Sure did. He that, wipes him the just fuck like, out. He knew ex- Steen knew exactly what was coming and was like, "All right, here we go." And this is where, in this moment, that you could definitely see why anyone that was thinking of signing Steen would understand why, because he does such a good job of working a crowd. Because he knows that this crowd loves Henrico, and he sees this kid in this Generico mask, so he. Is like just hurling insults at this crowd. He's point. He's like, what's the word? Um, he's like pointing this little kid out. Like, he's like, oh, you like Henrico, huh? As he beats the shit out of him on the ground. And at one point, um, Henrico actually hits him with a Michinoku driver because of this. But he stops that by super kicking him in the face and hitting a pump handle driver to the back of Henrico's head. Mm-hmm. And Steen apparently at this point has honed in on this one kid who's on his dad's shoulders with this mask. And he, he's like, kid, what I'm about to do now, this is your fault. And he puts Henrico in a sharpshooter so that the kid, so that he's facing the kid. So the kid has to watch Henrico scream in pain as he's in this sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. And uh, fun fact, as one of the commentators said, the sharpshooter is how Steen won his last matches to get into the finals. Yeah. So him going like, this was for you, kid. Basically, he was the, Steve basically, I like- I- I'm going to beat it because of you. Sorry, I, yeah, I like how they mentioned that, that Steen, that that they were like, yes, this is how Steen has won his last two matches to get into the finals, because it made, it made it feel like they really sold it as like a finishing move, so it made it feel like even more intense that like Sami Zayn was locked in it, right? Or Mm -hmm. sorry, that El Generico was locked in it. Yeah, different guy. Um, Yeah, different guy completely. Um, that it really, it really put stakes on it and made me feel like, oh shit, he might tap here, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like, oh, it's a sharpshooter, he'll probably rope break or something and get out of it. Oh, I just, I just remember there was a point where the kid fucking flipped him off, and Steen, like for a second, did like the Triple H, or like he got out of the ring, he's like, I will beat the shit out of you, kid, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it. Eventually, though, Steen does let go of this hold, goes onto the apron, he goes, he looks at the kid, and he goes, this one's for you. It goes to the top rope, and Erico gets up, tries to stop him. Steen knocks him down by gouging his eyes out and biting his nose. And just before he jumps, he like does like the, aw, so close, little Steen's like, yeah, like, I never fall for that. And he goes, fuck you. And then he jumps off and gets booted in the gut by, Steve, by a Henrico. 
Though he immediately then counters any attempt that he had of a um uh, a brainbuster attempt by Hanerico with a package pile driver, and Hanerico barely kicks out of. Yep. So he locks Hanerico in the sharpshooter again. This time he actually holds it all the way until Hanerico gets the rope break and he's forced to break the hold. And as Hanerico is recovering in the corner from this, Steen spits in his face several times and hits him with a running clothesline in the corner, but he goes for a second one, and Herico catches him and drives him into a corner with a classic exploder suplex. And then he throws him out of the corner with a Tiger Suplex 85, which I have never seen or heard of before. Oh, yeah. Until today, until when I watch this match. And then just to add insult to injury, Herico then hits Steen with his own package pile drive, which I assume was his finisher at the time, based yeah. on how the crowd was selling it. Yeah, I, I believe that is the case. And Steen barely kicked out of it. So then the two get back to their feet, and Steen goes to the corner, and Anerico blasts him with a haluva kick. Which, Steen doesn't go down. In fact, maybe he smiles sure after this hit. So he hits him with a second one. Same result. Except Steen this time looks at him, and he slaps him across the face. So, Anerico mm-hmm. does what anyone would do when someone slaps him across the face. He slaps him back, and then he spits on him some more. Then hits him with a third haluva kick, followed by his brain buster finisher, and it should have, by all means, ended this match. But uh, as Mikey said, Kevin Owens and Steen are the definition of fight forever, and Steen kicks out. Yeah, this the, it, it reminded me of the spot where, uh, where Sami Zayn hit the Hellhuber kick on Owens, and Owens fell, and Zayn caught him and oh, pushed him yeah. back up. Yeah, that and was like, no, no, match. no, you're not done yet. <laughs> and hits him with another yeah. one. Like it was just, uh uh, these two have chemistry beyond chemistry. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So exhausted at this point, they each crawl to the opposite sides of the apron of each other. They stare each other down, and Erico hits one last Luva kick into Steen, one last Brain Buster into the apron. He rolls in, uh, Steen into the ring, gets the win. I will... I will forever say that there is one photo from WrestleMania, from one of the WrestleManias, where Zayn and Owens had their, like, big, had, like, a big blow-off match. And it's just, like, Zayn is, like, in the corner on Owens, and they're just, like, fists ready, like, at each other. And Zayn posted it, and it just said, fight forever. And I want that picture framed and hung up on my wall. Like, (laughs) I love that photo more than anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a, and just a little extra in case you wanted more of these two. There's a moment here where in the celebration, Erico's got this trophy. He The kid gets brought into the ring. Everyone's all happy. And Steen looks at this kid in Erico. And because he's a spiteful little twat, he kicks the fucking trophy and breaks it in the middle of his celebration and runs out of the ring before the kid or him can do anything about it. That sounds about what? That sounds about right. Listen, so like, if, he had, if, he had, if he had real balls, he would have just powerbombed the kid. <laughs> Oh my god. So Mikey, uh what would you give this match in case it's not evidently obvious how much you like this match? It's a mark out. Like it's like it, I'm not even going to joke about being like oh it's a missed out. Like obviously it's a mark out. It's so good. This match rules. These two always rule. Like they like these two can't have a bad match with each other because they're just they just are so good at fighting each other. They're so good at hating each other and it always makes for an amazing matchup. Agreed. Uh, I think the, the crowd did a really good. Were really I forgot to mention. Match. Not even. Not only did they feud in NXT 
PWG, WWE, but also Ring of Honor. Yeah, can't, slipped, can't forget yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of these days, like we said, oh my god, you just reminded me, like, way back when, like, the first, one of the first episodes we did, we said at one one day we would watch the ladder match. The, the ladder Ring war. Yeah. Which we did not, we have not watched yet. We're gonna, it's gonna happen. One day. But, Maybe know, not uh, now, because we just watched the Kevin Steen El Generico match, but one day we will get to that ladder war, and it's going to be awesome, because that ladder war is absolutely bonkers, and in and is in, like, my top, like, three wrestling matches, probably, like, of all time. God damn. Well, anyway, uh, I, I will also be giving this match a mark out. I thought the crowd was really into this match, which really, which always helps. These two played their char- their roles really well. Wrestling was great. There were, like, no bad spots here and there. The improvisation with the kid was good. Yeah. Seeing these two spit each other, my first thought, I hate that my first thought was, that is not a COVID-era uh, COVID match at all. Ugh, <laughs> Spitting yeah. in each other's faces. I mean, people still do it. It's John Moxley good. bites people's faces, right? Like He does. Uh, something about spitting in someone's face is just a different vibe to me. <sighs> yeah, I guess you're right. Anywho, I still go to bark out. Yeah, this match was awesome. Uh... That about wraps it up this week for all of our matches, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, why don't we give the people a little bit of a preview of what's coming around next week? I believe now, next week, you pick the majority of the matches, unlike I said before. So why don't you tell us what you brought to the table for next week? All right. So starting things off, we're getting, uh, we got some Brian Keith match in here. We got Brian Keith versus Rudy Garza at Reality of Wrestling. Nice. And then... Because I've seen, I was... Reality of Wrestling is Booker T's, right? Yep. Booker T's Texas promotion. Uh, and because I was, Mikey and I were not, I want, I'm not going to say Rob, but we're not, did not have the privilege of seeing a long Sawyer Wreck match. I'm, we are now going to be watching Sawyer Wreck versus Janai Kai at Wrestle League Women, Wrestle League Women's Championship. Uh, I believe it is, it's Proving Grounds. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah, that match is going to be dope. No. Wrestle League, it's Wrestle League, and it's proving grounds at the place that, you know, that. I'm actually excited because it's an actual wrestling match. It's Janai Kai, someone who I want to see more of Janai Kai, because every time I see Janai Kai, I feel like it's in a version of a squash match of some sort, where yeah. the match isn't, like, the most exciting, and I'm like, okay, Sawyer Wreck is, like, hardcore. This match <laughs> has potential to be really good. Sure does. But anyway, enough about me gushing about that. And yeah, your the, match that you picked was? The match I brought to the table was from Absolute Intense Wrestling, and it is Tommy End taking on Raymond Rowe. Tommy End, you may now know as Malachi Black, and Raymond Rowe is now Eric from the Viking Raiders in WWE. Uh, so this is, as they say, a match that can't happen anymore, and I'm very excited to see it and watch these two kill each other because um, I know, because we've seen, I've seen both, we've both, we've both seen both of these guys in action, like, uh, Malachi Black, brutal, awesome in the ring. Raymond Rowe, also like the Viking part of the Viking Raiders, just absolutely murdering people when they're in NXT. You know, uh, I can't wait to see these two. I can't wait to see Eric. I can't wait to see what Raymond Rowe has has in a singles match. Um, because I've only ever seen him in tag team action, so I'm excited there. And Tommy ends always a good time because we all know that Malachi Black can just kick people's heads off. Mm. Oh yeah, this will be a very stiff match with two very tattooed gents. Oh yeah, uh, fully tattooed and fully ready to kill each other. Uh so that about does it for everything this week. That just leaves us with the plugs. Uh 
So if you are not following us on Twitter, you should be, because over on Twitter you can find the links to all of the matches we talked about here on the show. If you follow us on you can follow us on Twitter over at over at Indie Waters. Uh we share a bunch of like I said, we tweet out a new episode we tweet out a new episode every week. We post links to where you can watch all these matches that we talked about. And we just share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. And if you want to follow the Countout Network as a whole, which we, of course, at Indie Waters are a part of, go follow at Countout Pod over on Twitter, where you can get all of the updates from all across the Countout Network, uh, where we update you on shows and such as How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death, Pure, Okada Shorts, Ring Post Radio, uh, so, so much fun content here on, uh, the Canada Network. Uh, whatever flavor of wrestling you like, we probably have a show for it. So go check out the rest of the Canada Network as well as this show and go subscribe at, go subscribe and leave us five star reviews wherever you get, wherever you get your podcast. Um, we would really appreciate it if you gave us those five star reviews, because like I said, they help, they help a budding podcast like ourselves, uh, get some more eyes and more ears and give you, give you guys more people to talk about the show with. So we would really appreciate it if you did that. And if you have match recommendations for the show, you can tweet those at us. Uh, like we said before, at Indie Waters. Let us know what kind of matches. Let us know what match uh, you want us to watch, and we'll take a look at it. We love, uh, and if you do, we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, and, you know, we'd, we'd, really, we'd really appreciate that. We love uh, fan interaction. We love watching uh, stuff our fans send us because it really gives us uh, an idea of what kind of... Re- it, it shows off the diversity of wrestling that everyone likes, uh, which is always a fun time. Uh, and you can go subscribe to us on YouTube, Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network, uh, where we post video video versions of all the podcasts. Well, not video versions, but, like, podcasts in video form, I guess, uh, over on the YouTube channel. And we post some other fun content uh, as well, uh, like... Like, a couple years ago, we did a vlog of our trip to the Collective in Indianapolis, which is up on there. Uh, me and Ryan have some old... Uh, me and Ryan Knightsey of uh, Ring Post Radio have some old uh, 2K footage where we did commentary over 2K matches for our old podcast, Hit the Books. Uh, a lot of fun content over on YouTube, so go check us out over there. And you can like us on Facebook, uh, Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network. And I believe that about wraps up all the... Pl- oh, you could go, if you want merch for this podcast or any podcast of the Cat Network, you can go to catoutpod.com slash store. And if you want any more information on the rest of the Cat Out Network and how to become a subscriber to the Cat Out Network, you can go to catoutpod.com and check us out there. For $5 a month, you get exclusive audios uh, that only members get from all of the, all of the podcasts here on the network. Uh, they're all really fun and really enjoyable, so I highly recommend you become a member and get those uh, audios. And go buy our cool T-shirt that you that you may or may not have gotten for free at uh, uh, GCW in Too Deep when we were there. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up now for sure. Zach, you got anything? No, never. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs>